0: a country beyond that which is known to humankind, a stray country, a country that exists west of October, whose borders are somewhere between midnight train whistles and the distant howl of a dog, a country that lies somewhere in the stitched and jittering static between radio stations, a country that drifts to America like a traveling salesman, but every now and then stops to nest on a small town, a small church, single street, and maybe, just maybe, some kind of delayed radio broadcast you've stuffed in your ears. Chapter One, The Fall of America. Rogan died on Halloween. She had been practicing for years. Billy knew it without knowing it. It was the smell of her house. It was different. Different wasn't a word he could pin any more words to. Her house just smelled different. Billy was smelling death, lungs shucked and huffed in the quiet hours of a widow's silver years. Mary Brogan was the only smoker on the street, and though Billy had never seen a cigarette, never seen her with a cigarette, had never seen her sucking the mortuary dust out of the stick or tapping off ash withdrawn from her lungs, somehow he knew she smoked. The house told him. His nose told him. His eyes told him. The house filtered different, like a camera lens was put on his eyeballs when he went inside. It felt darker. Even in summer, it was part film noir inside, vignette and film grain. Mary Brogan gave out Tootsie Pops. Not just on Halloween, year round, and a kid'll do anything for sugar, even step foot in old Mary Brogan's house and smell the antique dust of her eminent lungs held out raw in the incandescent lamplight. And can you imagine what an old lady who gives out candy in the middle of the day, middle of the summer, would give out for the biggest day, the biggest candy day of the whole year, Halloween. Well, Billy could. And what was more, on Halloween there was no price to pay. There was no standing in the front room of a house smoked dead and drying and scary. There was no lifting nostril to the house, cattle branded by big tobacco lungs. There was only the porch, swept clean daily by the wind. Dad never said anything about Mary Brogan, but he did say smoking killed you. So Billy wasn't surprised she died, but he was surprised when. Billy had dressed Jack the Ripper that year. Dad had helped him, insisted, said he felt bad for not being very present, his words. Dad didn't really know what Jack the Ripper looked like, didn't know he was in line with history that way, but it was Dad's suggestion and Dad put the costume together and Billy let him, without kick-starting his own encyclopedia-fueled voice. The result was a full-face ski mask with holes for the eyes and mouth, a bowler's hat, a black sweater with white and gray splash puffy paints, jeans, boots Uncle Rick had purchased from the military base, rubber dishwashing gloves, and a plastic knife. Jack the Ripper. Perfect, Dad said as he tilted the bowler hat slightly. Billy looked in the mirror. So this is what Dad thought jack the ripper looked like i'm leaving jack hollered from the driveway for the fifth time not without your brother dad hollered from the house for the fifth time dad walked billy outside all right let's go jack hollered and took off at a full sprint john milton masters get back here jack skulked back dad had a finger out that was never a good sign Especially this year. With finger out, all of Halloween could come crashing to a halt, and both or either boy could spend it sitting on top of the washing machine in the laundry room. You were responsible for your brother, Jack. Yeah, I know. Jack couldn't bear to look the lecture in the face. What does that mean? No running, no leaving. Watch him carefully. Walk with him. Don't leave him behind. No cussing. No letting big kids take his candy. Keep him out of the streets. Watch for cars. Don't let him eat anything until you look over the candy. Dad looked surprised. Good. He turned to Billy. Sure you don't want me to come? And his tone was more concern about himself being left alone. I'll be fine with Jack. Dad nodded. Okay. Let's go! Jack started to run. Jack! Right, right. Jack slowed. Come along, William. Don't call me that. They were 20 feet into Halloween when it was already over. By the end of the driveway, they could see something very, very different about this Halloween. Something that would change Halloween forever. Hey, down the street, what's going on? Hey, it's a fire engine. Jack took off running. Hey, Jack, wait up. But the boys needed the end of the street. The run had slowed. Boys will run to fire engines because boys will run to anything to do with fire. Have fire in the bones, really. So it's like running to themselves. That's why fire's not scary to any boy. What boy is afraid of himself? The boys, however, had slowed. Were walking. Slowly. Slower. Slow. Hey, that's no fire engine, Jack said. Must be Police. Where's the blue lights, then? Only red. Well, if it's not the firemen and police, who else has flashing lights? Billy squinted the dark. Just a ambulance. They said it together. The boys had stopped. Realized they stopped. Hey, Jack said. It's outside Mrs. Brogan's house. You don't think... Let's go home, Billy said. Jack snorted a laugh. We ain't even got any candy yet. Billy looked behind, down the dark end of the street. Home suddenly looked far away. Come on. Jack started toward the carnival of lights. Come on, what? Billy stood still. Let's go see what happened. I don't know, Jack. Don't know what? It's just... Billy looked at the ambulance. Light flashing, flavoring the street raw and angry and red. Neighborhood streets weren't made to take that kind of light. It was messy music, smeared across windows, reflected to other windows, reflected to still other windows. Blinds and curtains couldn't seal off any house from the red light. was leaking outside. The leak inside made people leak outside leaving their houses in weird ways, slow and careful like buckshot deer or something. It's Halloween. There'll be plenty of time for candy, is how Jack responded, but that's not what Billy had meant when he said it's Halloween. Billy was not afraid of missing candy. He was afraid of getting too close to the dead on the deadest day of the year. Come on, bud. Jack patted Billy on the back, pushed him into a step. The boys approached slowly. Billy's red ski mask soaking up, more red from the death car light show. A small crowd of neighbors were chatting. The boys listened in. What happened? They found her on the floor. Guess she fell and hit her head on the counter. On the counter? Yeah, the counter. Oh, mercy, what a way to go. How long was she there? They think maybe a day. Natalie Neal last saw her yesterday. Yesterday? Yesterday. Oh, Lord, how terrible. That whole time, lying there, dying, calling out, having nobody come. They say she wasn't conscious. Thank goodness for that. Said the fall knocked her out. Probably didn't even know she was dying. How awful. Could have been worse. I always thought the cigarettes would get her. I think we all did. What the EMTs say. They haven't. Well, it's not quite dying peacefully in bed, but at 87, there are worse ways to go. Harold! Well, has anyone contacted her family? She never had any kids. I thought she had a niece. Someone should... The boys had stopped listening. Jack had stepped forward to look in the house. There was no dad there to stop him. He saw the body, preparing to be a ghost lying beneath a white sheet, looking a lot like the sacramental table on Sunday, except here, in a smoker's house, on the floor. It seemed like something God would be pissed about. And why the white sheet, he thought? Wouldn't red make more sense, or black? What kind of sickos are those EMTs? It's like they wanted that makeshift movie screen to play blood-red cinema to all the skittish people outside. But Jack had seen all the horror cinema a boy could get his VCR dealing hands on, and knew horror movies weren't all bad. And if you could stomach the blood and scare, you might see a nice pair of boobs, and maybe even hear a girl moan, or having sex beneath the bed sheets. Psst, Billy! Billy hadn't seen the body draped in sacramental cloth, being blessed by emergency medical men. His eyes had gotten lost somewhere in the new dancing red paint sloshing on the houses of his neighbors. The ambulance lights. They had turned neighbors' houses into skinned silver screens. Movie screens to play this slaughterhouse porn. Why red lights on an ambulance, he thought. It's like they want you to know they're dealers in blood. It's like they want you to know the whore cinema machine is coming. Billy looked at the ambulance. It suddenly looked lean, and lank, and tall, and hungry. It shot red in his eyes, blinding him. He looked again. He saw that it was a machine that did not belong here. In quiet neighborhood streets, it did not like being here, as much as he did not like it being here. This steel and engined wagon used to cart the modern dead Liked very much being tucked beneath hospitals in dark parking garage caves Nestled under the weight of one thousand dying men Like its own bedtime blanket of choice Where it could feel all the passing dead shamble past on their way to hell But called out here to a neighborhood of prime living folk, who gathered around the oddity of death like chickens, pointing and clucking at it like the freak show it was. Just made the machine- Billy! Billy stirred. Come on, they're about to bring out the body! Billy did not want to see the body. He turned his head, but he could not turn his ears. He heard it rattle past, the stretcher jolting the old woman's calliope bones on the old brick walkway pushed crooked by the grown willow tree. He closed his eyes, but the nearing squeal of the sacramental table on wheels reeled in his eyes from shut tight lids. Inside his welded tight eyeballs he saw the shape beneath looking very much like dead Jesus on the table on Sunday, and that made it almost not scary. Yeah, seeing a dead body wrapped in movie screen wasn't so bad if you'd been primed with film reels of Jesus so that your mind knew what to project on the wilderness of white. Crack, the stretcher, hit a crooked brick. Pop, his eyes, flew, boy, instinct open. And the dead woman's hand fell out. The ambulance lights painted it the color of blood. Out the hand fell, was flung, thrown something, a cigarette, clutched in her hand, ready to light when she fell, held and fermented in the towards-death-parading woman's hand for a whole Halloween day. It hit Billy on the chin, landed at his feet. The hand was tucked away into what was no longer a white sheet as he had seen in the house, but now a black plastic bag, a dry cleaner's covering, like for dad's suits, but for a dead old lady. No, it wasn't quite that clean. It was more like a garbage sack for a person. The once white, now black, scary sacrament table was swallowed by the masterpiece of the Motor City. An engine roared, the red lights painted their way down the street, around the corner. The sirens blared, but Billy did not hear them shrieking away into the Halloween night. No, Billy was looking at the cigarette at his feet. Wow. Talk about scary And on Halloween too. I mean, stuff like this only happens in the movies Come on We gotta find Freddy, tell him I can't believe he wasn't here Hey, Billy Yo, Billy Billy did not respond Jack followed his fixing gaze Heh, <laughs> cool, a cigarette Jack bent down to pick it up No Billy's hand flew up The boy, shocked by the violence in his own voice. Don't touch it. Jack picked it up. What are you worried about? Just one of the old lady's ciggies. He eyed it two ways sideways, like he was trying to understand what was worth dying over. Hey, your first piece of candy. He threw it in Billy's drooped and hanging open pillowcase. Don't, but it was too late. Billy dropped his candy bag like Jack had just thrown a spider in it. Jack laughed. <laughs> you're funny. Look, like you don't have to smoke it. Come on, let's go to Freddy's house. I can't believe he missed this. Must be out already. Maybe his mom knows what way he went. Jack was off, running down the street. Billy looked down the street. The houses looked darker than usual. Like the curio show of the dying old woman had darkened the bad, dreaming street like the houses having been painted ambulance light red and hating the color skulked into themselves. He smelt something vague in the funeration wake, the incense of the strange engine, a bazaar of bad smells, only half guts and metal and dead ladies more like the scents of groans and bone breaks of 1,000 men servicing a carnival. Yeah, thought Billy. That doesn't smell much like an ambulance. Not that Billy had ever smelled the gas pedaling wake of an ambulance, but he did recognize the scent. Billy sniffed again. It smelled an awful lot like the garbage truck. Inside Billy, something was tapping a pig squeal in radiostatic memory. Something pulled from the nose soaked deep and seeped deep in halloween night on the rim of his nostrils. Were ambulances just garbage trucks coming to pick up used candy wrapper bodies? No, Billy looked down the street, no he thought again, no he said out loud for no one but himself. The great country is scribbled and scratched out by me, Nikki Ink. The shallow tide of sound is done up by my brother. Come back to the country, bring a friend, shout about it from the steeples, shotgun your voice to the far reaches of your phone. Ties and offerings can be proffered on my Patreon. Find directions. It's StrayCountry.com. See you in the country.